0: Welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins, and it's great to have your company. Each week I speak to a pilgrim from somewhere around the globe, someone who has walked one of the many and varied pathways to visit the remains of Christ's Apostle St. James at the magnificent cathedral in Santiago de Compostela in northwest Spain, the Camino de Santiago, or the Way of St. James. My trusty desk calendar threw me a classic quote this week. Maya Angelou, the American poet, singer, writer and civil rights activist, said this. Try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud. Pilgrims have to be good listeners. They try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud. My guest this week is an Irish pilgrim, Stephen Jones. Now, I have to concede I don't know a lot about Stephen and we'll get to know each other, I hope. By listening. He's on the line from Dublin. Hola, Peregrino. Hola, how are you? Very well. (laughs) Now, Stephen videoed his trip, a vlogger, V-L-O-G, a vlog. And it's created a daily video diary. It's on YouTube. And I want to get to it in a moment, if I can, in in a little while, Stephen. But firstly, let's begin with your pilgrimage. Where and when did you walk? You're only just home, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I just got home on Saturday so I started on, I left Dublin on February 21st and left Saint-Jean first day walking on February 23rd. So I committed, uh, completed the full Camino Frances, uh officially walking 30 days. That took one rest day in the middle and um, I actually finished a few days ahead of schedule. So. Spent some time in Portugal and, and came back to Dublin on Saturday. So I think I was away for 39, 39 days.
0: Tell us a little bit about yourself. And, and if you don't mind, what led you to the Camino?
1: Yeah. So I um I work as a professional actor here in, in Dublin. And um, I do some work in the UK, but it's mostly, mostly in Ireland. Um, a couple of years ago, I heard about the Camino and it was one of those things that straight away appealed to me. I didn't know too much about it, but I kind of it was put on the 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 bucket list, if you like, yeah. but on the long finger. One day I will I will get to this. I will think about it. And then um, a couple of things uh, happened in my life late last year. Um, I career wise, I knew what I was going to be doing at the start of twenty eighteen. I knew that I would uh, I would be finishing a show. I would have roughly a month or so off straight into a new show so uh, I was kind of thinking hmm maybe this could be the time and so I started to look into it I looked at other people's vlogs I read a few blogs I picked up a a Camino guidebook and but actually if I'm being really really honest I went through uh, a breakup with a long-term partner and they were subsequently back together but at the time I was searching for anything and everything I could just to keep my spirits up and I said, you know what? I'm gonna book this trip. If, if if there's one thing I can do while I'm when I'm feeling pretty low, it's 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 book my flights to France and book my flight home from Santiago. And so that's that's what I did and I called my my agent and I said, Look, I have this forty days off in between jobs. I don't want to do any jobs in between. I'm going to go and walk across northern Spain, and he was kind of shocked because he he knows me. I'm not a hiker. I'm not a big outdoors person. But I was like, this is something I I just I feel like I've been called to do. So it's all the circumstances of my life came together, and uh, and my interest was there for this challenge.
0: And so, as you prepared for it, did you think, what have I undertaken here? Have I? Uh, did you train? Did you? Did you read much? Did you do much preparation? Did you did you had you heard of the spiritual nature of it? The that this energy of the Camino.
1: Yeah, the energy and the, and the the spiritual side. I mean, I'm not a, re- a religious person, but I was definitely open to experiencing some um, self knowledge or self spirituality, like human spirituality. I was, I think, I described it as on one of the vlogs. I think. So I was definitely aware of that. I read a lot about it, so I was aware of a lot of the places that I would be passing through or, or certainly the big monuments and so if people watch my vlogs, there was a moment that cruised the Faro which was very emotional for me because that was the moment I actually imagined when i when I booked the trip the trip it wasn't reaching Santiago as such it was uh, a moment to kind of uh, a beautiful moment to kind of represent me shedding kind of negativity from my life. Um, but I didn't really train. I mean, I played sport at a high level as a teenager and in my early twenties. So even though I'm not super fit now, physically I knew that if I could get through the first week um, unharmed, <laughs> uh, my legs were, would be would be strong enough that I, I would be okay. And mentally I was really ready to complete the whole thing no matter what. So, um, in terms of preparation, I did go out and research what gear to get, really uh, had the best footwear and um, and that kind of thing. So it was more reading, watching other people's vlogs, getting inspired by people's stories. Um, and I had one or two uh, friends who, um, like new friends through the acting business in the last year or two. And a few years ago, uh, two guys I know had done the Camino and they said it was life-changing so I asked them some advice they said look if you're going to do this thing if you have the time you got to start in St. John and it'll be one of the best things you ever do and so I was I was taking that on board and I was I wouldn't have been disappointed if it wasn't life-changing but I was certainly open to it being more than than just a long walk.
0: <laughs> yeah well that's right and, and and I suppose having that motivation because you booked it with a certain frame of mind, didn't you? That you were thinking, well, even though circumstances have changed, you booked it mm. with a certain frame of mind, and and you went into it with a certain frame of mind. I, I often, I often say to people that it's calling me back, and I've I've walked twice. I know you've only been home a, a little bit, a short time, but are you thinking mm. that you would go back, and you would love to go back?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that. Uh, I mean, I met a German guy along the way. He wasn't on the vlogs, but because he, he was walking the opposite direction. So we, my group of friends that I made on the Camino, we met him just for one night. And we were talking about walking, and he said, it gets addictive. It gets addictive, this Camino. And I know I truly believe him. I think I will probably do a different route uh, next time I walk. But... I was saying to some of the guys that I was walking with I would love to do this again because there's so many towns that I would love to stop in, spend more time in. It would be interesting maybe to walk the Camino Frances from Santiago back towards the Pyrenees. So I definitely see myself doing doing it again um because there's so many there's so many places I, I would love to have spent more time. Eh? Yeah. And uh you know, so
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, because my listeners, uh, and I've got all of the details so that they can watch your video diary, your vlog vlog. So tell us about the idea. Did you go with an intention to do that, Stephen, or was it something that just dawned upon you? Tell us about your video cataloging of your journey.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, this is something new for me. I don't vlog all the time. Um I suppose, uh, I, I'm used to having a camera in front of me because of my job. So I don't mind that. I, I like putting the videos together. Uh, I've done a little bit of that stuff before, but not really for YouTube. Um, but it was basically, I was one big regret in my life when it, uh, has been that I haven't traveled as much as I would like. So um, when I was putting together booking the trip for the Camino, I was also thinking about. Other places in the world that I would love to travel, and started watching travel vloggers on YouTube. I came across um, an English guy and then an Irish guy who had made vlogs specifically about their Camino, and I just got hooked on watching them. I, I was learning loads about the Camino, but I was also really interested in watching somebody's personal journey. So I thought, look, I'll bring a small camera. I'll try and make a video uh, each day. I thought it would be maybe, you know, two, three minutes. Just, I'm in this town, I'm in this town. Here's a few pictures. Here's how I'm feeling today. But because of the people I met and how the Camino started to go for me and how I was getting responses and messages from people all over the world, um, the vlogs just became a natural thing and and people watched them. Um, I know my family have said, day by day, you could see the kind of uh, my honesty level and my yeah. openness really come to fruition that I was no longer aware of the camera in the sense that I had to act as the character of a pilgrim. And I was, I, w- I made it really clear on the vlog, especially in times where it was a little bit more emotional that I didn't want to show too much here because I am an actor. I didn't want people to say, Oh, is this an act? I, I wanted people to, um, to see the true me. And, and I also had to deal with that. I had to, you know, say to myself, look, uh, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to, to show a little bit of, of what you're feeling because this journey is, people won't understand this journey fully, no matter what, until they walk it themselves. So I was just trying my best to, I basically made myself a little rule. If there was something that I thought about filming or taking a photograph of, I had to take the camera out of my pocket and do it. So even though there's a lot of footage there, it still represents a tiny, tiny portion of the walk. If you're walking for seven, eight hours a day sometimes, um, and you've got a, you know, a, a 10 minute clip, mostly of other people, then, you know, it's not, it's not too intrusive on, on my day. So I actually really enjoyed putting them together and, um, I'm in the in the post Camino blues at the moment. So even getting to look at some of the footage back and uh, the friends I've made, it's really about the people, you know. Yeah. Looking at the the footage of them with the friends I made, it's uh, I know I can watch that back in ten years and I'll be right back in yeah, El Burgo, Raniero, or Roncavieja yeah. or somewhere, you know. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, yeah. That's really interesting that you say that because um, you say on day fifteen, as you said goodbye to some Camino friends, you're in Burgos. And that's when mm. you are having your day off, I think, wasn't it?
1: That's right, yeah. Yeah,
0: and you say, you, you sort of say goodbye to them and watch them walk up the street. And anybody who's said goodbye knows because you say separa- separation anxiety is a real thing on the Camino. And Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and and then, well, it is, isn't it? I mean, it really is because you you make these intense friendships. You're spending all day with somebody, sleeping in the same place, often dining with them breakfast, noon and night. And separation anxiety is very real. And I could see it in your face as those people walked up the street. I, th- I thought, wow, this, that's you've captured perfectly your emotion. And it wasn't acting. You you, you, you got it. It's a real yeah, thing.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, it is a real thing. And I think because you're so... You get into a mode. I mean, you think that you're going to be walking this thing alone. I really did, especially doing it at the time of year. I knew it wasn't the summer. There's not going to be thousands of people here. Um, so I thought that I would say hello to people. You know, I didn't know that there was going to be people from all over the globe, and their English was perfect, and they were in the mentally in the same place I was. They were, you know, uh, in and around the same age. So we just had this group of people who were in the same kind of headspace we became friends pretty quickly everyone's sense of humor was really good everyone's openness was amazing so you're having these really deep conversations and then and you're also in this bubble so that's the two things it, it made the friendships really intense and it, it made the separation anxiety real but it also in terms of the vlogs and capturing that it made me forget about the camera it sounds silly i'm taking the camera out i'm physically aware of it but I'm in this I'm in my camino bubble I'm in my camino headspace so I'm not worried about someone walking past thinking is that guy talking to a camera by himself like the it's 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 hard to explain it's like the outside world is not is not um so prevalent in your mind um uh when you're on the camino
0: That's right but in in that footage it's interesting you asked one of your friends what what number day is this and she says, no number, it just is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it yeah. reminded me of the freedom of not knowing what day it is or date or indeed how many days you've been walking.
1: Oh, yeah. If I, if I wasn't keeping the vlog, I would have no clue about day numbers. I would have to go and check day numbers before I said good morning just so I could have it clear <laughs> in my head. But, yeah, days and dates, I mean, I... I'm a huge sports fan and uh, the Six Nations rugby was on and the first day that I met another Irish person, well, it was a group of Irish guys who they didn't know each other but they were on a kind of a guided week-long here's a little taste of the Camino and um, Ireland were playing Scotland in a really important Six Nations rugby game and I was like, they were saying, so we're going to get a, where you have our our hotel is going to show us the game on a big screen, and i was like oh what game and they're like uh ireland scotland and i was like oh my god <laughs> it's saturday and they're like it's saturday and i was like okay and that happened so many times i remember going through a couple of villages uh this happened several times uh where i was like god this siesta thing is is, is gone crazy i mean it's 11 a.m and then we'd go nowhere uh, it's sunday ah uh, okay <laughs> You, so that really that really does happen mm.
0: and now 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 that you're sitting back in dublin you're talking to me i'm in australia you're in dublin spain's over there <laughs> right okay so we're we're, yeah. we're wrapping the globe here um there are days aren't there when you think um i don't i actually don't know where i am uh and i don't know where i've been and someone will say to you oh where did you stay in loronjo and you say i don't i don't know <laughs> how long ago was yeah. that where was that who was i yeah, with um, where did we stay in lorona it's amazing and you must yeah, be going through in, that in right now. in terms of
1: places to stay yeah oh yeah in terms of places the, the names of albergues or where exactly i stayed or what they look like yeah. uh, you know i have to refer back to my video i mean people will see there's uh, there's one video where we're in a place uh hospital uh, they are bigo and uh we, I ask the uh, there's a young Korean guy called Lee, part of our group, and he's only 19. And I ask him to try and list, and this is day, I don't know, 14, no, 17 or 18. And I ask him to list from San John Where did we walk? <laughs> and he basically, he basically nails the whole the whole list, and the rest of us are just shocked. We yeah. know the first two or three stages, and then after that, we kind of get lost. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing I I learned as well we tend to kind of want to know where we're going all the time and very quickly I dropped that because my my plan A the route that I had kind of written out for myself uh, that went out the window very quickly so I think it's uh, if anyone's listening and is about to go and is is kind of don't be, you don't have to be over prepared you know um, it, it'll work out and you'll feel like a novice on the first day or two and then on day three you're like, you know, the ultimate super pilgrim. You, you know, you have it, you, you have it nailed. You are like, you know, Mr. Or Mrs. Camino. So it's fine. Like that's, that's one thing I learned to let go of my control factor of having to know exactly what I was going to do when and how. So
0: I think that's outstanding advice, but watching the vlog and of of it looks bloody cold. Uh, yeah, there,
1: no, but the, the thing is, okay. I suppose it depends where you're from, because oh yeah, uh, my, Mex- my Mexican friend Luis had done the Camino before at a slightly warmer time of year, and I was like, "What's the big difference?" And he was like, "The weather, it sucks." <laughs> and I was going, "Why from Ireland?" So I was saying, "It's that's not, not, that's not, that's not that too bad, you know." Now there were one or two big snow days, but I mean, there was snow all over Europe, so it was just the way it was. Um, rain and wind a little bit in in parts. Uh, we also had some some sunny days. But the thing is when you're cold, um, you know, people were over worried about this. If you've got one warm layer, I had a big fleece and I was also walking, you know, uh, and you're and you're warm because you're walking, you're sweating. So the the most dangerous thing on the really cold days is to is to not let when your body is, is sweating, not to not to stand still for too long you know so it doesn't freeze or anything like that. But all the albergues, I have to say, there was never a time where it was uncomfortable or cold. I mean, most of the places now are almost super modern. So, I, I, if anyone's worried about that, unless you are from a ridiculously warm country <clears throat> like Australia, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be worried about the cold. Even at the time of year I did it, I, I, if it was if it was bad, I would say it was bad. But honestly. It's not something I thought about. One or two days, freak days, where it was it, it was snowing or whatever, but nothing that even people from a warm climate yeah. couldn't handle,
0: honestly. So what was the highlight?
1: Well, um, in terms of the overall trip, it was definitely the people that I met and um, just even though i know this and we all know it really but just to experience that you know no matter where we're from what we sound like what our first language is that we're we're ultimately all the same and you literally even though we all had different stories and we all had three or four big reasons to be there i mean you could take everybody's reason uh, let's say everyone had to write a list of five reasons they're doing the Camino or three reasons they are doing this Camino and we put all the reasons on pieces of paper and put them into a bowl and then we had to pluck a reason out and someone read it out loud everyone's hand would go up as to thinking that that was their reason you know it was so just to see that connection with people and um, was probably the, the big highlight in terms of the actual walk um Little, I had little uh, milestones in my head. Like so, uh, would have been day three or four when you go from Pamplona, leave Pamplona, you go up this uh, big hill, and you reach like the Pilgrim Monument, or yeah. for me, reaching Cru- Cruz de Ferro. Um, we caught some of our friends ahead of us and walked into Santiago together. So just these little uh, milestones along the way, uh, just, just where i i had moments where i remembered how bad i felt when i booked <laughs> this trip and and to be able to to actually be there and to actually do it which was a big deal for me to actually commit to something like this and do it and um so to see how you can progress and you can get over things and you can you can overcome these challenges that we all face and i think that was it so there was a real sense of pride in that and you know, um, yeah, just finding out that it's, that it's something to be proud of, that it is an achievement and that it's, and also Dan, there's, there's a, there's a personal kind of, uh, process that goes on, you know, that that can't be put on a vlog or really talked about in a podcast. There's, there's an inner kind of, I don't know what you'd call it, yeah. It's not a, not an inner peace, but an inner 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 pride, maybe of of, of this. I mean, I feel I feel changed, and so yeah. many people have commented on that. Even I ran into people last night, um, they're all asking questions about it, and they were like, "You look different. You look your eyes look different. You know, you look changed." And now that's obviously uh, tongue in cheek as well, but you know, it's if more than one person says it, maybe it's true.
0: It is true. There is absolutely no doubt about it. I mean, you're about the 63rd person I've interviewed about their Camino and it's absolutely the same story every single time. It does change you. There's absolutely no doubt about it. But, mm, but yeah, I want, so I, yeah, and it is, it's, it's magic. There's something about yeah. it that is magic. And, and and you know, maybe we don't want to or don't need to identify what it is or put a tag on it, a title on it or or, or identify yeah. it. But having experienced it, it is really something quite special, and, and I can hear it in your voice. I wonder. It's yeah. kind of a difficult question for me to ask, given the circumstances that that that, 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 that took you to the Camino. Did it meet your mm-hmm. expectations?
1: Well, it, well, it did, but it, it very quickly went down a different a different path. I mean, I I initially thought. That see when you book something so a month a month in advance and you've been thinking about something for a while then when it, when you're actually there you you get a, a a big smack of reality so for me, taking the first step from Saint Jean on my own twenty eight kilometers or twenty eight and a half kilometers to ranvil all of a sudden wasn't just a tiny little map in a guidebook <laughs> so and it wasn't. It wasn't like I wasn't experiencing straight away all these spiritual revelations. So it 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 kind of reality versus your preparation is very different. So, it, but the beauty of it is that it exceeds your expectations because your expectations are they're they're limited because it's such a, a long and um, and challenging and fun trip. So I didn't expect to laugh as much as I did. I didn't expect to make the friends I did. I didn't expect to um, be as honest as I was with people. And I don't mean that I had whatever lied to people, but I I, I didn't think that I would talk about my life at home. I didn't think I would talk about my job. I didn't think I would talk about my family. You know, I, I didn't realize that I could... Open up, and also the beauty of it is, I didn't realize that I could help change other people's lives. I didn't realize that I could become such a big part of other people's Camino.
0: You didn't realize you could be such a good listener?
1: Well, exactly, yeah. I mean, so uh, you can take, I mean, the people always say there's a cliche about, well, on something on the Camino, you can be anybody you want to be, but actually, well, that's true. Okay, fair enough. But for me, it was great that I could actually be myself. Yeah. And, and, that, and, that was, and that was lovely. And I know that I, I mean a lot to other people like they mean to me. And that's a, it sounds crazy when you know each other for 30 days. But it really does become... I mean, I watched other people who were really, really struggling when they first arrived in terms of their, their lives, their mental health. Their headspace. I watched people just blossom and grow and really and change. I could I could see them change so much that it was. You know you can't. It's people you can't. No, no one can take that away from uh, from them or from or from me having having the the kind of the pleasure to watch that happen to people. Um, just from walking from a part of france to a part of spain and it's a so it's a it's it's a beautiful thing
0: yeah that's one of the great things that you 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 listen you observe you share and that's just one of the beautiful things about being a pilgrim nobody cares what you do at home nobody Mm -hmm. cares how big your house is what car you drive you're all basically dressed the same You, you you sleep in the same places you eat the same food it's everybody's equal it's,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you know, i we obviously we, we have a phrase here in Ireland that if something is good fun, it's great crack. I also want to say that when you talk about the Camino, we mostly talk about how, how life changing it was and the spirituality of it. And to say as well, I, I've, I've never had as much fun in my yeah. life. Yeah. Every single day was, was a laugh. It was a, yeah. you know, it was every night. Like we were, everybody was going to bed quite early most of the time. But every night there was just good food, wine, beer. You know, just stories, jokes. Everybody. It didn't matter where you were from. You know, we like, when you become friends with people, then you you kind of make a joke against the world's prejudice. By you know, me and the Mexican guy, we'd have Mexican and Irish jokes, and they'd be slagging off the the guy from the United States, and it'd be you know. The Brazilian guy would get it. The Italian guy would get it. And it was all just, it was really good fun. It wasn't just people sitting around telling each other how how bad our lives are at home. There was, it was all, all positive stuff and, and lots and lots of fun.
0: I actually said to my Camino family on the second last night, if I could use one word to sum up my Camino last year, eight of us sitting around dinner, it, the word was laughter. Be, and because we laughed and laughed and laughed the whole time and just really enjoyed every moment of it. Look, we don't have very much time and I know you, you're off to rehearsals. Why don't you tell us what, what the new show is?
1: Yeah, so it's um, there's a company here in Ireland called Fishamble and um, they're, they're a fairly big company. They do a lot of touring. They've been in Australia. They would have been in Sydney and Melbourne at different festivals over the years. They won an Olivier Award last year, oh. um, or two years ago. So they're they're a big company, and they have a play um, called Maz and Bricks. And it's about those two characters, a girl called Maz and a guy called Bricks, the white light. And it's written by a girl called Eva O'Connor, who's really on the rise in the UK, especially as a writer. If people are on YouTube, they can check out a show that BBC Three in the UK made, of course, called Overshadowed. Um, I think it's all on YouTube the whole series and um, so basically in Ireland uh, on May 25th we have uh, a public referendum which is to do with the Eighth Amendment to our Constitution which is and um, oh. basically the, the right for women in this country to have um, an abortion so it's um it's a very contentious issue here in Ireland and um, and um, a lot of women are going to England every day to have this procedure for various different reasons, which is none of my business. And so this play set against the backdrop of a protest rally, which is happening in Dublin. And her character, Maz, is coming up from the countryside to attend this rally because it's hugely personal for her and her experience. And she meets a guy, my character, Bricks, who you know, is not even aware that this is going on, has no interest in this thing whatsoever. All he cares about is protecting his daughter from his very difficult ex-partner, who he has a very tempestuous relationship with. And these two characters, very opposite, meet, and they kind of, in their own weird kind of circumstances, end up forming a very unlikely friendship. And so what the play tries to do is show real people that, just because there's a big political movement happening it really it's about people it's about everyday stories and everyday everyday people so it's trying to mix the personal with the political Uh but also do it in a very funny way so that it can be
0: and where's it on and but when
1: because the problem is these big issues it's on it's on we're touring ireland so it's starting from next week. The play was performed last year, so we have one quick week of re-rehearsal, and then we're playing 11 venues around around Ireland. So
0: Fantastic. You know. Look, we, we don't have much time, yeah. but I wanted to tell you that the vlog is awesome for people thinking of walking and for those who have walked, because it's a great step back in time as well, Stephen. And have you sat down and watched much well, of them? Well, cheers. No,
1: I'm glad that they're getting a response.
0: Have you sat down and watched much No, most?
1: I haven't watched the recent ones I've I watched I watched one or two of them uh, from the early ones with some of the guys while I was there and just because I was we were saying it's it's that seems like a lifetime ago and um, so I'm going to now that they're all finished and they're all online I'm going to not watch them for like 6 months and then maybe sit down and and uh, try and relive it a little bit
0: I just wanted to quickly ask you uh, what camera did you use and and did you edit them each night on a computer or on your phone or how did you do that?
1: Yeah, well, I packed super light so I, and I have a fairly light MacBook Air so I was able to uh, take that with me on the trip um, and I used a very, very small uh, Canon PowerShot camera uh-huh. um, and yeah, I basically just iMovie on my Mac, um, if I got a free you know, 30 minutes or hour or so, I would just put them together. I mean, that, that was the thing. If I had a, I had two options with this. I I said I can just shoot all the footage, save it all, um, not bring my laptop with me save space in my bag, and then do it all when I'm home. And that, but I thought they would be much slicker and much cooler and much whatever. And I, or, but I just thought if I do them this way, it's quick, it's rough and ready, but it's it's basically in real time. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a little bit more genuine. So. Uh, people said oh, it was not so much effort really i just shot whatever i did put it on to iMovie in sequence and just uh, trimmed and cut where i needed to i didn't spend a whole lot of time trying to be too fancy about it i just wanted to here's what happened today and it kind of people will see if they watch them but they kind of evolve into their own little style and then i you know, certain parts you add a bit of music. It's all very, it's all very simple and straightforward stuff if you if you know what you're doing. You
0: know? Yeah, but that's the beauty of it, if I can say that. That's the beauty of it. And mm. and, and being someone who's been there, it's pretty raw because the the Camino is pretty raw. And I loved watching. Yeah, that. well, I mean, yeah. I
1: watched a guy do a vlog on. I've seen the guy do a vlog. He had all sorts of cameras. He had drones. And then I watched a guy do updates with his with his iPhone. And it, this is just my opinion for something like the Camino, if you really want to know about someone's personal journey, I don't need to see drone shots. I just need to hear what's going on in the person's head. Yeah. And so for me, I'm not a, a cinematographer. I, I you know, I respect that. I think it's beautiful. But I wasn't there to get scenic shots. I try and put some in, but I wasn't there to get a drone shot. I was there to just say, hey, it's day 13. Yeah. I thought, if only, my mom is probably the only person that's going to watch this. You know, <laughs> it's like, so it, for me, I wasn't thinking about how how slick this is going to look. Yeah, it yeah. was just I was more concerned with uh, telling my story as honestly as possible.
0: Well, congratulations. As I said, I loved watching them. They took me back. Thank you for your time, Stephen. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you. And, and, and good luck with the new, uh, the new show. Uh, and who knows? Our paths may cross one day on the Camino.
1: Yes, hopefully. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Yeah. Good on you, Stephen. Thanks very much. Buen Camino.
1: Okay. Buen Camino.
0: My guest this week, the Irish pilgrim, Stephen Jones. He's an actor and you can find Stephen's vlog, his video log on YouTube. Just search Stephen Jones Camino and you'll find them. And there are about 30 of them each day that he walked the Camino and they're outstanding. Maya Angelou, the American poet, singer, writer and civil rights activist said, Try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud. Pilgrims have to be good listeners. A rainbow in someone's cloud. I'm Dan Mullins. Thanks for listening. Until next week, Buen Camino.